You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And good evening. I'm Todd Holst here at WHIO Radio. Uh, You might remember me (laughs) from all those shows we did right after the pandemic began here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Well, I'm back. I'm back tonight at least for a very big reason, of course. Today was the day that uh, Governor Mike DeWine announced his mandatory mask order going to an, into effect tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. And masks have really just become a real political hot button. Isn't it crazy? It's just a mask. And that's not uh, taking a position. It's just, you know, physically, it's just a mask. And people are divided on this. And we thought it would be a good idea to hear from you tonight. Uh, 457-1290, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, one argument we hear from um, many folks who are opposed to wearing masks is that there's really no proof that they work. And I have to tell you, uh, when I hear somebody say that, my first thought is, really? I mean, don't all physicians wear masks? Isn't there some anecdotal evidence just from being at the doctor or all the many TV shows you see where doctors are wearing masks, that clearly something must be happening. It must be working somehow. Otherwise, why would they be wearing them? Well, that's what I thought. And then I started doing some research. And I found a couple of studies, a number of studies, in fact, that question whether or not cloth masks really work in keeping the uh, COVID-19 from spreading. Now, they do say that uh, surgical masks that you see medical professionals wearing uh, tend to do a better job. But cloth masks, which have been used, by the way, since the 19th century, there's some real question to this. And... I think there's just a lot of confusion. You know, some people feel like, yes, we should be wearing masks. It should have been mandatory months ago. And then, of course, you go out and you see people milling about not wearing masks. And we've seen all those horrible stories where people lose their minds and uh, pick fights with people with uh, employees who are required to wear masks and are required to tell you as a customer you have to wear a mask, and people start throwing stuff. I'm sure you've seen the video of a woman throwing shoes, boxes of shoes at somebody at a pace, or at a, I think it was a Payless shoe store or someplace because they were told you have to wear a mask or you have to leave. So this has just become a little ridiculous, but... 
tomorrow at 6 o'clock, it's in stone. It's mandatory that uh, you need to wear a mask. All the counties in Ohio, mask is required. Uh, There's no end date on that, by the way. That was something that Governor DeWine didn't talk about. When this might uh, be lifted. He threw out uh, one figure from uh, somebody at the CDC who said, well, if we do this for the, you know, for four weeks or six weeks, we'll be able to drive this COVID-19 into the ground. Six weeks of this? What? 457-1290, I want to hear from you. But first, let's talk uh, briefly to Sean Cudahy from uh, uh, Channel 7. Uh, Sean, you've been covering this all day and uh, for a while now. What uh, what are your thoughts? What do you have to report on this today? Well, Todd, I thought I'd kind of go through a little bit of what the governor talked about today. You touched on a number of the issues there. He, you know, he cited the CDC and some of the federal experts, um, you know, saying that they, you know, you were to do this for four to six weeks, as he said, they think that this could make a real difference. One of the things that uh, that he said today is that. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be some exceptions, kind of like we've seen in the counties, those red counties on the state's alert system. Um, there's going to be some exceptions for health and a number of other things. We posted those on our website. Um, but by and large, you know, the rule is that if you're in public, for instance, going to a grocery store or perhaps, uh, you know, outside in a situation where you're not able to socially distance, you are now uh, starting tomorrow evening going to be required to wear a mask. Obviously, Montgomery County um, was already under this restriction as a county that was um, red under the state's alert system. One of the things the governor said today, and he, he said you know, he wanted to keep, keep this as cautious optimism, not just flat-out optimism, but he said that they have started to see some preliminary numbers in some of those red counties where the spread has slowed a little bit. So they, that one of the reasons that he decided to go ahead and put this order into effect for the whole state today is because they, they believe that they have started to see some so far, minor progress in some of these counties, mm-hmm. and that has them, as I mentioned, cautiously optimistic that maybe this is working. Yeah. One of the other things he talked about, too, and I think uh, there's some validity to this, uh, because I've witnessed this myself when I've been out. People who are wearing a mask often are also not sort of practicing that social distancing of six feet or more. So one thing he talked about is that uh, our guard is down. That many people who uh, might be wearing masks are going out uh, and they're not practicing some of these other things that we've heard about. And that's concerning to me. You know, I, I, I don't uh, I it, there's just a lot of confusion with with all of this. Sean, would you agree with that? There's no doubt. And, and, and one of the things that he said, and, and he said it during his address last week, that passionate um, plea that he made to try to get people to wear masks, is that, uh, number one, that, you know, a lot of folks have let their guard down, you know, as some of the businesses have reopened, perhaps folks, you know, obviously everybody wants to be out of this. Um, and, and he even admitted sometimes he's let his guard down in this process. So that, that was, that's been kind of his, his tone in the last week is trying to, as he put it, kind of refocus people. The other point I'll make about the masks, he, he has said since the beginning that really these should be viewed as not the end-all, be-all solution, but rather just one piece of the puzzle. So you got to socially distance, you got to wear the masks. Um, the masks obviously particularly important, as he said, when you're in a situation where you cannot socially distance, for instance, if you're, you know, working on a factory and you're standing mm-hmm. next to somebody. Um, but, but yeah, he, he, he is kind of 
he has and health experts have kind of framed this as one piece of of a larger puzzle. One of the other things he talked about is uh, when you uh, don't have to wear a mask. In particular, is when you are actively eating or drinking. So I can imagine now that there's going to be people who are just going to be walking around with uh, big jugs of water and snacks all day so they don't have to wear their mask. And if they're asked, hey, I'm having a snack. You think that could happen? I might try that. I guess... (laughs) <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it, taking a snack with you, and you know, right. uh, on the road. You know, I, I know. And one of the reasons this has come up is, I mean, obviously, you can't wear a mask while you're eating, or at least, you know, I guess somebody could try, but I don't think it would go very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things that I've heard from some restaurant owners is that you know, they put in these policies where you got to wear the mask. You know, while you're walking to your table, while you're walking past people, obviously take it off while you're eating. Um, but then they said even some of the folks that were wearing the masks, they weren't necessarily wearing them when they, say, got up to go to the bathroom at the yeah. restaurant. So that's been one of the areas where they've tried to kind of focus people on that. Yeah, it is kind of a mix. I mean, my wife and I went to the Bob Evans out in Xenia and, uh, the other night, and there were people who uh, kept their masks on until their food was brought to the table. Uh, when they were dealing with the uh, the server and placing their order and looking at the uh, menu and all that, they kept their masks on. But then other people I saw just walk right in without their masks. You know, so I it's it, it's just one of those things. It'll be interesting to see what happens, for sure. It will. It will. All right, Sean. Well, I appreciate your uh, your work on this and all the coverage you provide uh, for uh, WHIO Channel Seven. And thank you for uh, being on the show tonight. All right. Thanks, Todd. Sure. Take care. 457-1290. Are we going to take a break here, Caleb? And then, uh, okay, great. Uh, We'll get people lined up to talk. We have a number of folks who are interested. They want to share their opinion. And what I want to try to do tonight, I want to talk to people who are both supportive of this mandate and those who oppose it. And we're going to try to keep it balanced here and go back and forth. A bit of a tennis match, if you will, of opinion. So give us a call right now, 457-1290. This is a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. I'm Todd Holst here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, WHIO. the three big things you need to know today. A Miami Township woman is accused of leaving her two-year-old alone inside a hot car last week. Governor Mike DeWine issues a travel advisory this afternoon. And also, it uh, institutes a mandatory mask order for the Buckeye State. Full details on these stories and more. Our next scheduled newscast is at 7 o'clock. I'm Kurt Russell, WHIO Continuing News. Wow, it's hot outside, but cool inside. Thanks to Tanner Heating and Air Conditioning, where quality and comfort matter the most. Our cost-effective systems for your home or office and planned service will save you some bucks. Hmm, bucks. That's right, Sarah Bucks. That will keep your wallet happy. Tanner, heating and air conditioning, a reliable local family-owned company that always produces great results. This is Sarah Tanner. Call 299-2500 or go to TannerHVAC.com to schedule today. Tanner, heating and air conditioning, a name you can trust. I'm impressed by the quality of care and family atmosphere here at Brookhaven. If you have a loved one, needs extra care, you can trust the folks here at lovely Brookhaven. Come check it out in Brookville, Ohio. You will be glad you did. Will my house sell? That's a question I am often asked. I'm Denise Swick. I'm so confident that your house will sell in 60 days that if it doesn't, you pay me zero. Visit DeniseSwick.com.
Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider and are only available if the provider determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4hems.com private. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com private. That's 4hims.com private for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com private. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Mainly cloudy skies around this evening with a stray shower or thunderstorm passing through. Heavy downpours and gusty winds, perhaps. Temperatures will be falling from the lower 80s. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vardags on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back to the show. My name is Todd Holes, taking your calls at least until 8 o'clock tonight. If the phones are hopping, as they say, we'll probably take this until 9. So give us a call, 457-1290, talking about the governor's mandated mask order. Goes into effect tomorrow at 6 p.m. So you've got just over a day or just less than a day, a full day to uh, get yourself a mask. And believe it or not, we've got four phone lines here and three of them are occupied by somebody named Kevin. So let's talk to Duke and hope that uh, somebody named Kevin calls in and we can uh, crack the universe wide open. Hey, Duke, how you doing? What's going on? Hello, Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my apologies, Todd. Hey, I appreciate you taking the call. Hey, no problem. And uh, we got to talk a few times when you were on previously. After, I remember. Uh, I remember Duke from Wilmington. Ah, excellent. And I appreciate we had some good conversations, I think. And as I told the screener, I'm against mandating the non-N95 masks. And there's a there's a couple dynamics that I just want to hit on real quick because sure. I got people waiting to talk. You know, the the first concern I think it I think he has dubious authority under the the emergency law because we're half a year into this quote emergency and 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 i think that's a significant piece but i i think that's a little separate than the concerns we've all been talking about the information floating around 
So kind of my focus is, I'd say, about threefold. The first concern I have, and like I say, I talked about non-N95 masks, is people throw this term mask around, like the folks who talk about man-made climate change, shorten it to climate change. And I've had people say, oh, you don't think the climate is changing? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If we're talking about man-made climate change and shortening it for convenience, that's different than the general term. Right. Masks, the masks, the N95s and the cloth masks that people are making in their living rooms and selling on uh, eBay or Etsy are not the same. They're very different. And you can't, you really can't look at those two as the same type of thing. I mean, it's like somebody saying, well, I I made a motorcycle helmet out of some spare parts I had in my garage, and that's going to keep me safe. It's not the case. That, that's true, and that's the significant thing. The language, this imprecise language is saying masks and a bandana count to folks the same as an N95. And I'm like, okay, that's wrong. Because when we talk about science behind it, when we talk about studies that have shown transmission and, and what kind of viral load can get through with whatever, and I've read a lot of those because, you know, I've been tracking this for a while and kind of interested. But those studies are done with controlled masks. Right. right? It's not some generic bandana or whatever. So – when they cite these, or when, you know, the quote experts, and we talked before about your experts versus my experts, mm-hmm. and, you know, to, to me, an expert has to have a consistent, coherent message that makes sense that I can explain to my fourth grader. Gotcha. So yeah. when they throw out, and they, they talk about this, well, the studies show, and I'm like, there's not a study you can point to about the random bandana bought at, month, bought at Walmart used for this. Right. So I think that's a big problem. And then on top of it, when we talk about all these exceptions, where's the science that says nine years and below can't be carriers? Where's the science that says in a non-sterile environment, if you take off your mask once you're at the table and enjoy your dinner and then put it back on, that has the same protection as wearing it 100 percent. And it's more protection than not wearing it at all. Well, I've and always the, thought if you're sitting there eating and chewing food, you're constantly opening your mouth and uh, saliva and spit and whatever is going to be uh, launched into the air. So I, I agree with you. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It's and, either uh, you got to keep it completely covered or not at all. And that's the choice. And, and that's the thing. Going back to, okay, if we're going to use science instead of hope and optimism. Right. Science has defined metrics. It has controls. It has an environment. So the fact that, you know, again, his experts and the CDC, there's a lot of good-intentioned people who have just been horribly wrong across this. You know, when we look at the early on about flattening the curve, we always talked about, hey, we we want to have metrics of success so we don't go too far too fast, draw this out too far to the right, and have a big bump. I would argue that that's exactly what we're seeing. And, again, when he's focusing on, well, this is how many new cases we have, their mortality rate continues to fall and go back five months when we said, hey, we're flattening the curve to protect the medical infrastructure to still be able to treat people, but this is not going to change ultimately how many get it. Gotcha. Well, guess what? Yeah. We're at the point where ultimately more are getting it. It's a little scary because we overshot on the flattening. We still haven't crushed the medical infrastructure. So the mortality rates are dropping. So these concerns about, well, more people are getting it, okay, that can be a little scary, but put it in context. And then your measures to manage it. Yep. Wrap it up, Duke. Wrap it up, buddy. It. Wrap it up. We got to fly. I, I apologize, sir. <laughs> That's anyway, okay. <laughs> like, like I said, you see where I'm coming from. I got gotcha. you. No, I, I, can, I get you completely. I get you completely. 
I sometimes have thought that maybe the whole thing with the masks right now is, A, something is better than nothing, or is it just to make us all feel better? We'll take more of your calls coming up. This is a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. I'm Todd Holst here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. And good evening. I'm Todd Holst taking your calls tonight, 457-1290, talking about Governor DeWine's mandate that we all have to start wearing masks. This is a statewide mandate, no longer just for the counties that were red on his big fancy map. Uh, It's everybody now. Beginning at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening, uh, everybody in the state of Ohio, if you are going out, you have to have a mask. Uh, You have to have a mask when you're indoors, uh, when you're not at your home residence. Um, If you're under 10 years of age, you don't have to wear a mask. Uh, Those with a medical condition or disability or those communicating with someone with a disability do not have to wear a mask. If you're actively exercising or playing sports or those who are officiating uh, or conducting religious services, those who are actively involved in public safety and uh, those who are actively eating or drinking, which I plan to be doing a lot of. I don't particularly like wearing the mask. I don't think anybody enjoys it. Uh, But maybe if you're just walking around eating and drinking all day, you won't have to wear a mask. Nobody will question it. 457-1290. Let's talk to Kevin in Columbus. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hi, yeah. So I'm just thinking, as a country, we've already lost a bunch of money, people. We already closed the schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've already done the damage. Why not just spend four weeks, wear the mask, figure out if it actually works? That way we can put that to rest. And maybe somewhere in that as a state and maybe even a country, we can find some unity and start getting back to you know taking care of the people of this country. So the question that I have, and again, I'm not trying to take sides. I want to hear from everybody tonight. If you are pro or con mask, give us a call, 457-1290. But the question I have, though is if there isn't scientific proof that cloth masks, and I'm not talking about the N95 surgical masks, which we discussed last hour, if there is uh, not fundamental, uh, you know, hardcore proof, and there doesn't seem to be that these cloth masks uh, protect you 100%, not even maybe 50%, maybe less than 25%, um, is that something that you'd be willing to just wear for the next four weeks, the next month, month and a half, and hope that it all works out, or is that kind of where you're at right now? I mean, you know, we can sit here for four weeks and uh, talk about, well, there's nothing that proves this or that, or we can uh, spend the next four weeks finding out if it does. It's not like we're going to be in a worse place if we don't try. And at some point, you're only going to get a certain amount of compliance anyway. So how about people that are going to take it seriously do try to comply, and we'll actually get somewhat of what a normal – you know, what you would actually expect to get from a population to get everyone to comply. But if you take a percentage of that, well, these are the people that would comply 60%. And if 60% complies, you can reduce the spread by blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Kevin, yeah. I appreciate your call. That line's open, 
1290, another Kevin in Huber Heights. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Todd, we talked probably several times over the course of this pandemic. Sure. I just, I just want to let you know, I've been wearing a mask because to go to work and be employed, I was required to wear a mask to by the governor. Mm-hmm. So I've been wearing a mask in conditions on a shop floor, factory floor of excessive 110 degrees with not only safety glasses on and earplugs on, you could understand people, your glasses wow. fogging up. I've been doing this every day for for a while. Yeah. It, and I did not enjoy the governor's mandate, and I don't agree with the way he shut down Ohio. But at this point in time, you know, now that I've had the mask on a lot, I'll just give you a basic thing. I can put a, a lighter in front of my face for the mask, and I can't blow it out. I take the mask off, I can blow it out. The mask is not going to protect me. It's going to protect you. So I think we ought to give it a shot and just let's see what these masks can do. What so kind of mask, I'm, though, are you wearing? Are you wearing like oh, a, like a no, medical I'm, mask, or is it something that no, you know, somebody I, made? I, or? No, I'm all about apparel. I got a Survivor bandana over my face. I got a Buffalo Bills bandana. I wear a different mask every day. I just want to, because it's apparel now for me since I've done it. Oh, so, so I, you're very fashion I, I forward when it comes yeah. to the masks. Uh, yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah. I'm not going to just throw on a cloth mask. So now <laughs> I do that I've, over time. So now I wear, I have the the, the camouflage mask, you name it. Um, uh, but I, I do that. But now I want to tell you something, my experience now, just going out, I, I'm seeing people amping up and wearing them more, which I'm thinking is, is a good thing. I had the, uh, a couple things. I went to New York State over the Fourth of July weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, I was going to go. How was this going to go? They're not, even though Governor Cuomo has mandated those guys to wear masks in stores. If I went to a convenient gas station and all that, and I watched people going out. They were not doing any better than Ohio was on yeah. the Fourth of July with compliance. So, don't be kidded by what state one state to the to the other. Then. One thing we did as a group, all of a sudden we were with a herd and we were around a large group of people. We did we did immunity testing before and after, made sure that a group of uh, nobody is positive, and then after we left, people got tested. Oh wow! And I just want yeah, and I just want to tell you. Here's another story. Uber Heights, the music center, had pop up testing, and I thought I would just go out and get tested. So I got tested. Uh, it'll be a week tomorrow that I got tested. And I have not heard a word back yet. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Kevin. I, I've heard that from a lot of people about uh, the fact that they've gone uh, and been tested, and then they never hear anything back. And I, I wish I could answer questions about that. What the problem is? Why they have such a hard time? Uh, you know, managing that situation. I, I don't get it. Um, but it is frustrating. I mean, you you take the time to go and sit in the line to be tested and then have somebody, you know, shove a swab up into your brain and then uh, then you never hear anything back about it. It's, uh, that's very frustrating. 457-1290. Let's talk to Chester in Riverside. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. My comment is I was for the mandate, the, the masking. Okay. But, but I'm kind of changing my mind when I found out that it's not, that it, that the governor and the state isn't going to enforce it. So I'm figuring, why have it if they're not going to enforce it? 
Now, I didn't, uh, and I'm not disagreeing with you, I, I didn't hear um, the entire press conference today. Was there a question about the enforcement? Because I know in some areas, in particular, uh, they were talking like in the city of Dayton, Montgomery County, uh, a few weeks back that uh, they were asking people to contact, I guess, the, uh, the health department if they saw folks violating the mask ordinance that uh, the city of Dayton enacted. Are uh, they well, not going to enforce it throughout the state of Ohio? Did you hear that today? Uh, no, no, that's not exactly what I meant. Um, I, I went personally, I went to, I've been in two different uh, establishments, retail stores in the past three days, mm-hmm. or, you know, went ahead and started doing a, you know, for, their own enforcement before the, before the governor made it. Right. I was turned down for going in without a mask, even though I have a medical exemption on paper. And they said that they, uh, that they're allowed, they're allowed to do that. Hmm. I called the Montgomery County Health District, and they said that, that was true. That even though even though the governor said a medical exemption will let you off, they yeah. themselves can override that. Which I don't. Which is you know I thought it's kind of silly to even have that if they if they couldn't enforce it. Right. Well, you know, it's one of those situations where businesses are private property, and uh, they can do whatever they want. I guess you know and. Uh... You know, but the things I was going to do weren't that much, but what if somebody who has this problem, they have to go in to do a quick, maybe pick up prescription somewhere, and they say, we don't want you in here. Or yeah. just go and grab a quick thing in a place and leave. It just, it just seems to me that it was contradicting itself. Well, there's a lot of confusion out there, Chester, and uh, a lot of frustration, you know, and, and I think that uh, as this goes on longer, there's going to be even more, obviously, so um, hopefully, hopefully, if if this uh, mask mandate is successful, maybe in a month and a half or so, the numbers will be so low. Hopefully, that we won't have to uh, deal with wearing masks. But we'll see really what happens. That, I really think that the mask will help if people will, you know, if people will will abide by it. Right. All anyway, right, Chester. That's the only reason I wanted to call. You know, just yeah, I got you. Comment on that. Well, I appreciate your call. That line's open four five seven twelve ninety. Jim in Springfield, you're on twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO. Hey, thank you very much. This is Jim in Springfield. I, you know, I really, I really don't have a problem with the, the mask mandate. I, I travel quite a bit back and forth between here and, and Florida, and spend quite a bit of time in Florida and practice social distancing, wear a mask in a store. You know the whole deal. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm almost sixty. However, my problem is no faith in Mike Dewine. You know I I I don't know what it is with uh, Dewine and his talk show circuit on Sundays with with uh, Chuck Todd and. Uh, well, he's a politician, Jim. I mean, yeah, let's well, be honest. You know, and, and not and not a, and not a very good one, and not a very good one, and 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 we learned that about John Kasich as well. And uh, he's 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 really he can't make a decision. He's already backing off on on the schools. He's he's he destroyed he's destroyed all, all everything involving any kind of athletics this summer. Uh, you know, um, with with the youth, and uh, of course, there's not going to be any uh, fall sports or, or winter sports, et cetera. And one of the reasons is is because Dewine thinks like one of the elitist. Uh, in Washington and in the media. And uh, it's just so discouraging to have a governor like this. I've never voted for a Democrat in my life. I will do everything I can to work against him. 
And I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if he's speaking at the Democrat National Convention uh, in, in 2024. I, I saw that Kasich was going to have been asked yeah, yeah. to do that, right? Mike's, Mike's very disappointing. Um, he's, I don't know what was going on with him and, and, and the lady and how that all worked out. Uh, Jim, I think you should run for governor. You know what? I, I just may do it. You know, Kasich, Kasich took a couple of years off and got, what, about a half percent? There you and go. Still, and still drew his salary. And I figured DeWine's, DeWine's uh, with all his talk show uh, expertise, uh, you know, that's all he cares about. He cares about his persona. He doesn't care about anything. He, You know, like when the restaurants and the bars got up his ass, excuse me, got up his butt mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and were getting ready to pull money from him and basically tell him they were going to defeat him unless he opened the restaurants and bars back up, he moved. And uh, he's, he's, he just... He, the problem with Mike is he's not an appealing politician. He looks like the guy from Mad Magazine, so he's not an appealing guy. <laughs> Alfred E. <to> Newman. <laughs> Alfred E. Newman. Well, I will and, just I will just say this, Jim, and I'm not I'm not trying to quibble with you, and I appreciate your call. Here's the one thing I would say that he's held many elected positions uh, locally, statewide, and nationally. Uh, so he you may not like him as a politician, but he seems to be an effective person getting elected, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, We'll take more of your calls coming up. This is a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. My name is Todd Holst here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, WHIO. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back to the show. I'm Todd Holst on this special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News, 457-1290. By the way, uh, I do a regular show here on WHIO every Sunday from 5 until 8, the Sunday Edge. If you'd like to listen to my show then, I would be glad to have you. 457-1290, somebody who listens to my show every week and calls almost every week, except when he's mad at me, is Dutch in Cedarville. Dutch, how are you, man? Hey, Todd. I heard you were mad at me because I make fun of you. Yeah, I am. All I'm right. Still mad at you. All right. Well, let's you try to let's try to yet. let's try to get along with each other. Can you we just hug? Apologize yet? And Mom Holtz needs to whip <laughs> you with a stick. <laughs> so um, I'm just saying, Mom Holtz, you need to give him a belt whipping. Oh my goodness my gracious! My gosh, Dutch. <laughs> so what's going on? What 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 are your comments on this whole mask thing? I know how you feel about Dewine and uh, wearing masks and all that, but well, uh, yeah, I I you know, I mean, he's trying the best he can mentally do, but um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just saying there was a there was a a family of doctors in New York that his wife went into the hospital. They diagnosed her with COVID. Well, he demanded that they do extra testing on her. Mm -hmm. Well, it turned out that she had Legionnaire's disease because she had been wearing a mask all, you know, eight hours a day and had only changed it, you know, a couple times a week. So these cloth masks, are dangerous for people to wear unless they know how to sterilize them. 
because cloth masks hold bacteria, and if you don't change your cloth mask every day, right, or sterilize it, it's like changing your underwear or, every day. It's something you should do. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And so, if you wear the same mask every day, you're breathing in the bacteria that your lungs automatically produce just from breathing air. Uh, and so you can get Legionnaire's disease from wearing a mask all the time. Wow. So, well, I've been Legionnaire- talking about that Dutch. I, I've, I've told people, you know, ever since we started doing the shows on WHIO about COVID uh, yeah. back when this began, that uh, masks are great, but you got to wash them. You can't keep wearing the same mask day yeah. in and day out. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the Legionnaire's disease, is uh, a lot similar, similar uh, symptoms, you know, as the COVID is because it attacks the lungs. Right. And that's what the COVID virus does. Yeah. It attacks the lungs and you end up with like a pneumonia type, you know, um, symptom. Yep. yep. And Legionnaire's is the same way. Yep. But people, you know, are wearing these made masks when they should be going out and trying to find you know, actually uh, manufactured masks and wearing them if they're going to wear them. Right. The N95s uh, are the masks that uh, that people talk about a lot. And, uh, you know, I even saw, and thanks for your call, Dutch. I appreciate it. Please call back on Sunday, please. Uh, I actually saw a video of Bill Nye, the science guy, and he was talking about, uh, he was on CBS this morning, and he was talking about the different masks. And he used an N95 to demonstrate that he couldn't blow a candle out through it. Then he had another mask that was like triple layered uh, cloth that somebody uh, at, at, that he works with made. And he said, that's a little bit better. But then he had one of these cloth masks, just a plain cloth mask, and he was able to blow out the candle. And as he said, it doesn't work that well and i think that's the concern that that i mean that's what i i i'm concerned about that because so many people are just wearing these masks that they're buying online or they're they're finding at different stores or different shops and they're not masks that have been made by medical professionals and when this first started and people started wearing masks i wondered about that um you know you're you're basically Counting on somebody who knows how to sew to make a mask that is supposed to protect you and s- potentially save your life if, if you believe the TV commercials that we see from the state. But that may not be the case. So if the, if the cloth masks are not really 100% uh, protection, are they 50%? Are they 10%? What, what are they? But now there's a law that we have to wear all these masks. Or not a law, but a mandate. Starts tomorrow at 6. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up on this special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. I'm Todd Holst here on 1290-957 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290-957-WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back to the show. I'm Todd Hulse taking your calls about Governor DeWine's mask mandate. Made the announcement today. Hopefully you caught his uh, press conference at 2.30. 
Uh, he was asked, why now? Why now? My thought process was this. Uh, felt that masks would make a difference. Uh, also knew that there was significant resistance in Ohio. Uh, kind of wanted to bring Ohioans along uh, on this journey. Uh, that's part of what a governor does. Governor has to lead, but governor also has to bring people along. Uh, so we've been talking about masks for a while. Um, the evidence, as I said the other day, is certainly more clear today than it has ever been about uh, this abundance of proof about how important masks are. So we started off, as you saw, with red counties. Uh, we saw more and more counties move to red. Uh, we've also seen um, pretty good evidence, uh, not definitive yet, but pretty good evidence that more people are wearing masks, and that because more people are wearing masks, uh, we're seeing a slowing of the acceleration of this uh, in, in a lot of these red counties. So all that put together seemed that it was the right time to do it. So there you go. That's the reason he's doing it now and didn't do it a month ago or two months ago. And uh, there is a, uh, a list of exemptions for people who uh, don't have to wear the mask beginning tomorrow at 6 p.m. We'll go over that here in a little bit, a little bit later, but you uh, can get that list at WHIO.com. 457-1290, let's talk to Karen in Dayton. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Yes, I wanted to disagree with the gentleman that called in about bad-mouthing the governor. You know, none of us can walk in his shoes. And uh, I think he's really done a great job of uh, trying to bring us along, like he said, and then when people don't comply. I, I go into places, and there are so many people that don't have a mask on, even though he's asked us all to wear masks when we are in public places. And uh, I know it's, uh, it's a fine line that he's walking, and I think we all need to work together and try to support him in this effort. Yeah, you know, somebody uh, stuck their head in here during the uh, the the uh, the newscast uh, while um, while I wasn't on the air, and they said something about uh, Dr. Fauci and and President Trump and just different things that has that have been said uh, since the beginning of this. And the thing that I uh, I, I stress to him, and I try to stress to others who bring up that you know that circumstance, is that nobody has gone through this. And nobody really understands what's around the corner. I mean, some things you can sort of plan on. I mean, and I hate to make this comparison, but the president himself has made this comparison, uh, comparing the COVID-19 pandemic to a war. At least in a war, there are some certainties that you can look at. You know, you can you can sort of project what might happen if you do this and the enemy does that. Uh, and you can sort of plan accordingly, so you can kind of look down the road and maybe around the corner a little bit. But it doesn't seem like that is uh, happening at all with this. So right. everybody's kind of flying in the blind, you know. Right. And and I and I would say that um, you know I remember back when uh, we had that. I think it was in March or maybe April, early April. They were talking about. The fact that this is going to be a really dark week in America because they were right. talking about you remember the numbers, Karen. Yeah. I mean, it, they were talking yeah. about hundreds of thousands of people dying right. and, you know, we could have over a million people by the, you know, um, right. 
and and that's not and that's not what happened. So you know, I don't think anybody. I really don't believe this, and maybe you or others will call me naive. I really don't think that there is some mass conspiracy to try to get us to conform to government control with all of this. I just, no. I just feel that the that the government is trying to do the best they can and make decisions to protect people. Because here's the thing: we live in the most litigious society, and if somebody doesn't do what they're supposed to do, you know, there's going to be lawsuits. Right. <laughs> and and I really feel like um, I'm not saying that uh, that they should all get a slide on this, but, you know, they're doing the best they can. I feel they're doing the best they can. Right. So. And I think one of the issues that I keep hearing people bringing up is, well, I think these numbers are skewed. You know, uh, they're saying that uh, there's this many cases, but they haven't deducted the uh, ones that have recovered. And uh, my son called the uh, Montgomery County Health Department, and they had told him that they don't have, or at least this has been maybe three weeks ago, they Mm -hmm. did not have a way of doing that, of deducting those numbers. So I think part of the issue is there's a real um, reluctance on the people's part to buy these numbers that, you know, they don't believe the numbers that are coming out. Well, there's all kinds of things that go flying around. And Karen, I appreciate your call. All kinds of things flying around on social media. And and if you're on social media, you know what I'm talking about, where uh, some people will post this anecdotal story. Uh, I saw one today where uh, they said, well, I had a friend who was killed in a motorcycle accident and his death certificate says he died of COVID-19. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I really don't know. But you hear stories like that all over the place, and there really needs to be a drill down. I mean, somebody needs to investigate uh, really what is happening with these numbers. Because I think if they were able to to discern that, uh, the public would, would hear something and go, oh, okay, I'm on it, I understand it, I believe it. But so much confusion and so much uncertainty uh, I think just, it, well, look, it, it creates fear, right? That's what it does. Confusion creates fear. And that uncertainty causes these divisions that we're seeing. And again, we talked about this last hour. It's, it's ridiculous how a, a simple mask has become so political, regardless of what side you're on. 457-1290, let's talk to Tony in Miamisburg. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, how's it going, Todd? What's going on, Tony? Well, I'm not cooking out tonight, so you don't get any leftover dinner. Man, well, where am I going to go now? Usually you leave it out there on the back patio for me in a a little tinfoil box. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, you love all that fresh veggies and uh, Mm -hmm. chicken and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's going Uh, on? No, I was sitting here with my wife and I. We've been talking for uh, a little bit about um, sending our daughter back to school. Because uh, she's going to be in first grade. Oh, wow. And I know they got it to where they got that mask mandate. You don't have to wear it when you're under 12, I mean under 10, but you still got to worry about with schools and everything. Yeah. And with the kids being around each other. And since they got their school cut off pretty short last year, it's like, how do you send somebody from kindergarten to first grade? And then all of a sudden you got to tell them that 
they can't touch somebody else's stuff. They can't get near somebody, one of their friends. They got to keep their mask on. You know, all this yeah. stuff here. I don't see how the teachers are going to be able to teach a lesson when most of their day is going to be talking to the kids and telling them what they need to do to stay socially distant, you know, away right. from everybody and not touch anything. Yeah, I mean, that, that's an excellent point because we know we all know the teachers have a tough job and they're, and they're always yeah. trying to correct children, uh, especially, you know, younger kids. Well, really all kids. <laughs> yeah. All kids misbehave. Let's be honest, but uh, oh, but yeah, really, you know, we weren't any, we weren't any better when we were going to school. Oh, I was an angel, you, Tony. Don't tell me you were. No, I was an angel. I tell. was an angel. I've already no, heard but, you for a while, Todd. <laughs> I already know better. But my, but my point <laughs> is, though, is when you're when you're there trying to you know keep kids wrangled, uh, it's it's very hard uh, to do when you start adding all these other levels of. Um, provision you know it's it's like don't touch this don't touch the desk don't do this don't hold hands don't uh you know don't sneeze on other people you know i mean it just it goes on and on and i saw the story as i'm sure you did this week where uh there are reports from the cdc that younger children are in fact um there's there's it's starting to show that they are transmitting more and that even middle middle school children and teenagers are just as uh easily able to spread it as adults are so yeah Yeah. i it's going to be a real interesting uh school year and and i really feel for for parents and and uh kids who have to uh to go through that uh fortunately i do not have to four five seven twelve ninety let's talk to dennis and fairborn you're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hi, Todd. How are you doing? Good, Dennis. What's happening up there in Fairborn? Um, Fairborn's like it usually is. It's uh, quiet and sleepy. They just haven't put up the stones yet. <laughs> oh, know? come on now. I got I got carryout from tickets up there last week. That was great. Uh, yeah, tickets is pretty cool. Euros. So what's going on? Um, I think we're lucky to have Dwight. I think we're real lucky. He was on this thing pretty early. And now, first he left it up to the people to see if the people would comply. Right. Obviously, that isn't happening to the degree that he wants. So now he's mandated it that, you know, you're going to be wearing a mask. I think what he should have done with that was attach a fine to it, and then we'll see a lot more people wearing it. If you get caught... And uh, not wearing a mask out in public, and a fifty dollar fine comes with it. You may just, you know, change your mind and wear a little it. Bit. Well, I know a the city, bit. the city of Dayton, they instituted theirs a few weeks ago, and there was an eighty five dollar fine attached to that. I'm curious to know how many people have been fined for not wearing a mask inside the city of Dayton. Uh, so, you know, there you go. Give us a call four five seven twelve ninety. If you happen to have been fined for not wearing a mask, would love to hear from you. I'm guessing not very many people have. Uh, Dennis, I appreciate your call there in Fairborn. We'll take more of your calls. I think we'll take the show until 9 o'clock tonight. The lines are uh, lit up and people want to talk about this. So we will be here until 9 on this special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. My name is Todd Holst here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back. My name is Todd Holst, taking your calls until 9 o'clock tonight, 457-1290 on this special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Talking about the governor's mandate he announced today, beginning tomorrow at 6 p.m., Everybody going out in public needs to wear a mask unless you fall into uh, a, a specific group that is excluded. Uh, those under 10, uh, those with a medical condition or disability, or those communicating with someone with a disability, those who are exercising or playing sports, those officiants at religious services, those who are actively involved in public safety, and those who are actively eating or drinking. So do you support the order or oppose the order? That's what we're asking tonight. Uh, 457-1290. Let's talk to Bob in Springfield. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Todd. What's going on, Bob? Turn your radio down. Oh, okay. You got it? Yep, I can. Go ahead. Okay. Um, No, I got a couple of questions I want to ask you. I do support the mask. Okay. But practice what you preach do you see donald trump or him wearing them no uh i've seen i've seen video here and there of of both uh president trump and governor dewine wearing them i know when governor dewine walks into the room and takes the podium he's wearing a mask um and then he takes it off during the during the press conference but i guess at that point he's sort of socially distancing from uh lieutenant governor john Houston, and he's separated from the reporters. As far as President Trump, um, you know, he's sort of been on the fence. <laughs> yeah, well, they need to let the public see that. Yeah. They need yeah. to let the public see that. Just not the people there at the press, press conference. Maybe when he's out playing golf, he could wear a mask. Yeah. And then the other issue is, do they really want to get rid of this virus? I, I look at it this way. They know within 24 to 48 hours, this virus dies in the atmosphere. What is killing it? Why ain't they packing it that way? Uh, I don't. I'm not following what you're saying. What do you mean okay. in the air? They they know in the atmosphere after it touches the surface, something bacteria is killing the virus after 24 to 48 hours after it hits something. Why ain't they trying to find out what's in the atmosphere? to go after the virus that way and try to kill it. Well, a virus has to have a, uh, you know, it, uh-huh. it, ha- it has to have, um, and the, the term is escaping me, forgive me, but it, it has to have a host. The virus yeah. has to have a host, and then eventually, if it doesn't have a host, it dies. It just kind of, it dies on its own. Well, but see, that's why I'm saying, though, it's still something in the air and bacteria-wise that's killing the virus, even if it don't have a host. And that's why I'm saying they need to find out what's out there actually well, I'm, the virus. I'm not. Happen. I'm not sure on on that particular uh, idea. I, I don't. I don't know that the science supports that, Bob. But um, but I appreciate your call. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I I thought that viruses just need a host, and if uh, if it doesn't have a host, it uh, survives for as long as it can, and then it just naturally dies. I don't think that something necessarily has to kill it. I think it just it just dies. 
457-1290. Let's talk to Patty in Dayton. You're on 1290 at 95.7 WHIO. Um, hi. Uh, I, I really enjoy your show, and I did want to mention that uh, Bob had some very good points. Um, I just wanted to say, if you really look up uh, and research tuberculosis, it's actually spread by airborne transmission. When the uh, tuberculosis bacteria is expelled into the air in tiny droplets by a person with active TB disease, and the bacteria can be inhaled into the lungs of another person causing the infection. So I guess my question is, why the mass now? If, if people die of TB on a daily basis, why are they mandating the mask now? And then I guess my second uh, concern is first there's going to be a mask mandate or a law and then more and more control of people. Uh, well, to answer, your, to answer your first question, Patty, um, you know, why now? I would just say that, uh, and I don't know the figures. I don't know how many people die annually from TB in, uh, in the United States or around the world. But from what we've been told, that uh, COVID-19 is, uh, is, is more dangerous uh, than the flu, and it spreads faster than just normal, typical, everyday flu that we experience during cold and flu season. So, um, I mean, already we've had over 130,000 Americans die uh, because of COVID-19, and uh, I can't think of the last time... Uh, we've had that many actual flu deaths in one year, and we're just talking a few months. So I think that there's a, a much greater concern about COVID-19 than there is um, TB. And as far as uh, the other question, candidly, I don't remember what it was, but um, I'll think about it and I'll try to answer it on the other side of the news. Uh, this is a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. My name is Todd Holst. Uh, taking your calls until 9 o'clock tonight. Are you pro or con against wearing a mask? The governor has mandated it beginning at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. 457-1290 here on 1290-957 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290-957 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back to the show. I'm Todd Holtz, taking your calls until 9 o'clock tonight, talking about Governor DeWine's mask mandate. Goes into effect tomorrow at 6 o'clock, so you've uh, just got less than a day to uh, secure your mask if you haven't done so already. Uh, 457-1290. The simple question is this. Uh, do you support the order or do you oppose the order? Um, give us a call and uh, tell Eli, answering phones tonight, whether you're pro or con. And uh, I'm going to try to kind of balance it back and forth because there are uh, impassioned arguments on both sides. And I uh, want to try to give you an opportunity to, uh, to share your feelings on this. Right now, I would say we've been on since uh, about 630, 645. I would say the calls are about 60-40 against. That would be my guess. Um, but right now, I've got full lines with people who uh, seem to be against it. Except for Kevin and Xenia. He's kind of on the fence. Kevin, how are you? What's going on? Oh, doing pretty good. Um, 
I'm actually one of the three Kevins you had on earlier. Oh, <laughs> we almost had a. Uh, what would what would that be? Not the trifecta. What's a f- what's four? You like a quad a quad something? <laughs> I think that's five, isn't it? No, I don't know. Anyway, we almost had four Kevins all on hold. It was amazing. We had three. So, uh, yeah, but, but thanks for participating. Driving, due to driving, I had to hang up. I got you. Um, I got you. Basically, there's some things that we talked about after I got off the line when mm-hmm. you went with the news, and some humorous things that I would like to start off with. Okay. We all talked about how funny it is when you're driving down the road and you see one person in a car or one person walking by themselves on the sidewalk with nobody around wearing a mask. Um, it's almost like waiting for nerve <laughs> gas to be floating around. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I've seen that too, and, and I've, I've often wondered why they might be doing that. I guess it could be, uh, you know, maybe they're not feeling well, you uh, know, and, and they have to go out and uh, they just want to make sure that if anything uh, would occur, that they would be protected. But I, I get it. It, it. it it does seem a little odd. It just seems overkill, to my point. Um, or maybe they just I, have bad B.O. Okay. <laughs> I hate to go to that extreme. Um, but the other point is we've got a couple of people at work who have conditions of health mm-hmm. who listen to an anti-presidential news station who are so extreme it's unbelievable and they make life difficult but the real reason i'm calling is bureau of workman's comp sent a package of face masks i know i i actually uh, got a couple of them because my wife works at a place that received those yeah and they're cloth we had a, yeah we had a sales uh rep come in because of machine issues mm-hmm. and in the office it's air conditioned out in the shop it's brutal and i had to put one on to go out there and talk to him face to face because we couldn't maintain the six foot and it was soaked oh I mean, yeah just from sweat yeah and it's like being waterboarded oh wow <laughs> Um, That's and it's really, really difficult where I work to be out in the shop trying to wear a mask because you got oils and mist coming off of machines that are saturating your mask, the sweat, everything else. Right. And then, you know, you choose not to wear a mask. Apart. But other people, when you try to, you know, maintain a six foot distance, they won't maintain the six-foot distance. Well, we talked about that last hour that really, you know, the mask is just one element of uh, trying to keep yourself safe. Um, you know, and, and many people that have been wearing masks have sort of stopped, uh, at least in my experience, they don't really, uh, you know, adhere to that social distancing of six feet. And I guess it's because they might think that the mask gives them extra protection and it doesn't really matter. But um, as we also talked about earlier, cloth masks are not uh, the end all when it comes to masks. You know, this a cloth mask that you buy at uh, on on Etsy or eBay or wherever um, are not the same as those N95 masks. They, they don't offer equal protection. 
Right. But my comment is about the temperatures in the shop. You don't, aren't required if the temperatures exceed a certain point. And then you got a lot of people say it follow the six foot or at least four foot. Right. They got other people I'm dealing with and there's no mask, you're sweating and they want to get right in your face because they got a hearing aid in. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. And it really made me uncomfortable the last few days. We had a repair guy in. You stack, he stepped forward. Things like that, you know, you try to do your best. You try to maintain where you can actually breathe and see because of the fogging of your glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things like that just really kind of make you go one way or the other but for our shop to wear masks it's dangerous to be in a uh, cnc machine with fogged up glasses oh yeah i can i can completely uh believe that i mean uh and it's hard to uh figure out how you're supposed to conform or confirm or conform yeah conform or contort i don't know uh your mask and and try to not fog up your 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 glasses i appreciate your call kevin that line's open 457 1290 uh jim and west Carrollton, you're on 1290 and 957 whio hello how are you good jim what's happening well I've been listening to your uh, podcast, and I've got a couple concerns. Podcast. Uh, uh, your, and uh, my concerns are that, uh, you know, you're sitting in a air-conditioned broadcast room, I'm taking it, versus someone that's out in the field wearing a mask, working with other, with other people. Is that about right? Uh, well, for the for the couple hours that I'm in here, yeah, I am I am in an air conditioned right. studio. Right, right, right. Before I was out on the on the uh, in the newsroom with a bunch of other desks and other folks all wearing masks. Right, right. And um, something it seems like you know that the gentleman earlier is correct out in a work environment where the machines running and so forth. The difficulty to meet those requirements are much more difficult. Oh, certainly. And, certainly. And so if you've never been in that environment, you really don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, I'm uh, against the mandate in a sense of, free, of our liberty. Now, I personally wear one because I'm over 60 when I go out to stores and so forth. I always wear one. Mm-hmm. Um you mentioned earlier uh, the mandate that he said. Is that once you go into a location, or is it out on the street? I didn't get to hear that. Uh, it's it, you have to. Uh, you're required to wear it indoors when you are not at a home residence, and then okay. you are required to wear it outside when you are un, unable to keep a six feet social uh, six foot social distancing from those who are not in your uh, household when waiting for riding, okay. driving, or operating public transportation i.e. a taxi, car service, or private ride share. So if you're on the street, somebody walks by you, you can't maintain that, correct? Uh, well, I guess you should make every effort if you can. You know, maybe well, walk on one side is, of the <laughs> the sidewalk and the other. You're not going to do that. Case in point, state is one thing, but if you get into a high-population city where they're in our like sardines, then it's not going right, to happen. I'm right. sure all we're, we're at mass. So... Uh, that seems a little bit extreme, and I think the outside being outside also helps in the degradation of transferring the stuff unless you're coughing or ho- hollering at somebody. If you're not talking, basically, if you're and you got a mask on, even though you're walking by them, you're not blowing 
at the other person, right? Okay. So my point is that uh, I think it's a little ridiculous to require that. And I, I think you missed the point earlier when you said something. I'll just change it a little bit. That uh, there's no one that's been involved in this prior the United States when I'm having to deal with that. Okay, there is the Chinese Communist Party's been dealing with it since what October, November of last year. Okay. So they well, I'm, I'm talking about our leaders. I'm talking about our leaders here. But one of the persons you had mentioned earlier that they we hadn't had any, uh, no one had more experience with it or had, had dealt with it longer than us. That's not the others have. Therefore, why aren't we putting the heat on the Chinese Communist Party to work with us? and or deal with it economically. And that's based upon the corporate and government to do that. Uh, I think they would have more, they've been dealing with it for five or six more months longer than we have. Uh, and of course, they're not sharing information as much sure. to my knowledge. I got you, yeah. So therefore, why are we distributing these people? Because now I go into a Kroger's or a Walmart or any place looking for masks. All right, Jim. Put it back to the box yeah. in China. So I- we're helping them. I appreciate it, Jim. I appreciate your call. We got to fly. 457-1290. We'll take more of your calls coming up. He had a lot to say there. I appreciate that. Uh, My name is Todd Holst here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back to the show. My name is Todd Holes. Taking your calls, 457-1290. Are you pro or con? In regards to Governor DeWine's mask mandate that he announced today, goes into effect 6 o'clock tomorrow. If you go out in public, you have to wear a mask. If you're indoors somewhere and it's not your home uh, residence, you have to wear a mask. It starts tomorrow. 457-1290. Four five seven twelve ninety. Let's talk to Chad in Urbana. You're on twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO. Hey man, how's it going? Good, Chad. What's happening? Uh, just frustrated at this point, pretty much. Right. Just uh, several things. I just want to kind of get out there in the open. Sure. Um, you know, I'm definitely against the mask mandate, but I had a couple tidbits of some buddies of mine. Two of them are on the fire department, and they have another buddy that's uh, in the EMS, and there was a pop-up testing site in Springfield last Saturday. They both went, signed up. Actually, all three of them did. Mm-hmm. Waited two hours, said, you know what, let's go, left. My buddy gets a call Monday, and uh, he tested positive. Never even tested. So so did he give them his uh, his contact information, information, apparently? or He did. Huh. Yeah signed up waited you know you guys will be you know it'll take a while whatever they got tired of waiting and left so it sounds like maybe there was just a mix-up with uh with maybe a name and a vial or something like that possibly possibly it just uh you know struck me pretty odd yeah that is odd but hey he got a he he got a result (laughs) some people aren't getting results at all may not have been his but hey he got one didn't even take it and got it that's right pretty amazing to me well then uh, a co-worker I've worked with past 10 years. Great mm-hmm. guy. His grandmother recently passed about two weeks ago. He got her birth certificate, and it says... You uh, mean death certificate. Death certificate, correct. Um, you know, cause of death, coronavirus, COVID-19. He called him. He said, hey, she didn't die from that. You know, she was just very old and wasn't sick. 
their reply was, well, that's what we're putting on all the death certificates right now. Well, you know, and, and I'm not going to try to quibble with you, Chad. I'm not saying you're not being truthful or that your friend isn't being truthful. Not suggesting that at all. I've heard all kinds of uh, stories like that since this began. And right. I've, I have too, I've but yet I've to see that personal. Yeah, well, and I understand that. I, I've not yet. I've yet to see any uh, evidence of that. That uh, that that's happening again. Not saying it isn't. I'm sure. just making the point that uh, other than folks like yourself uh, calling in and saying, "Hey, this happened," or "I heard this," or seeing somebody's uh, comment or story on uh, on social media, Facebook, um, you know, I, I don't know how deep that is. You know, like I, I don't know right. if every single person who dies uh, who who's died since the the end of February. And now, um, unless it's something egregious like a car accident or suicide or murder or something like that, that they are dying of uh, being t- said that they're, be- they're they've died because of COVID. I I, I just right. don't know. But but which I, I've heard that too. But yeah, I've just never had any personal experiences like sure I have. sure. And now I've had two within the last couple of weeks, and it just seems really odd to me. But I just it, wanted to get it out there. Hey, no, like, I agree. I agree because somebody needs to investigate that and find out exactly what the situation is. Because if it 100%. is true that hospitals are uh, doing this because, and again, I've heard this, you know, from callers. I've not seen anything in the news really that's credible that says right. that, well, hospitals get extra money every time there's a COVID death. And that's why they're putting all, you know, all causes of death is COVID. Right. I mean, that's a that's a huge accusation to make against hospitals throughout the country. Not saying that it couldn't happen, but wow. Right. Okay. It wouldn't be that tough. If that's if that's the case, we have much deeper problems. Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, You know, my whole family had this 100 percent in January. Sick. It wasn't that bad. It hit us all a little different. It was a lot of mucus, you know, coughing. Took a while to kick it. You know, yeah. a couple of weeks. What was bad was watching my kid. I have a two-year-old, you know, and, uh, you know, trying to watch her sleep and blow her sure. nose constantly. I called the doctor. I said, hey, our family doctor. I said, hey, she's, you know, going on two weeks now, super runny nose, this and that. Doctor says, hey, it's a bug going around. Don't worry about it. Yeah. In another week, yeah. it was gone. Right. right. So, I mean, it, it, from my standing point, hey, I get it. If, you know, you're older, you want to wear a mask, I got nothing against that. Sure, but you're just against the mandate, somebody telling you what to do. I get it. Don't take somebody's freedom over, yeah, something like this. I mean, we've dealt with SARS, you know, the bird flu, the swine flu, Zika. I mean, what's it going to be next? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Chad, but I appreciate your call. That line's open, 457-1290. Franklin in Kenton, you're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hi, Todd. How are you doing today? Good. What's going on, Franklin? Uh, not too much. I wanted to give you a little um, uh, idea. Um, I used to work at an egg farm, and in there they got a bird flu, and they checked for it every day in the barns. But um, I kind of was real careful in there, so I wore a half-face respirator, and it's more of the rubber type that touches your face. Okay. And it's cooler to wear, and it's got the screw-on filters on the side. And I know it's kind of—I don't know—maybe overdoing it. I saw a guy in Kroger's with that. Right, and yeah. that protects you and other people. 
and it's not nearly as hot against your skin. It looked like uh, like a gas mask from the Army or something. Right, but yeah. it's only half the face. Um, goes up over your nose. and Okay. You know, but um, they're a lot cooler than that. Um, all that cloth, you know, against your face and stuff. How did they uh, check for bird flu at the uh, eggplant? Now, they got a group that goes around to each barn every day and checks so many birds. And if they find any birds with um, Asian bird flu, is what they call it, yeah. they'll euthanate that whole 145,000 birds in that barn. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but they don't find it very often, but once right. in a while they'll get some chickens that's got that Asian bird flu. But I was always scared of it, so I always wore a respirator. Now, some of the guys, they didn't care, and they would just wear a cloth mask, or they wouldn't wear no mask at all. Right, right. But I was real careful. I don't know. I guess I'm a little chicken when it comes to viruses. Mm. Well, I'm but, afraid of chickens, so I would probably be wearing a hazmat suit. But when <laughs> the um, virus first come out there, you know, um, I started wearing a mask immediately because I already had learned about the bird flu. Gotcha. And um, I have always wore one, so it don't bother me to wear them. I get some funny looks, you know, with, them, with that respirator on. Sure. You know, I got a, I got several of them, and you just clean them with alcohol, you know, rubbing alcohol inside and keep them clean in like a bag or something, you know. Sure, sure. All but, right, uh, Franklin. Well, I appreciate your uh, your call tonight. Thanks for uh, giving us a call. Uh, this is a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. We're going until 9 o'clock tonight. My name is Todd Holst here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back to the show. My name is Todd Holst, taking your calls, 457-1290. Talking about Governor DeWine's mask mandate that goes into effect tomorrow, 6 p.m. If you're going out, you got to mask up. 457-1290. By the way, I host a show here on Sundays. It's called The Sunday Edge. And uh, we just like having crazy fun on the radio. So if you haven't uh, heard the show or haven't checked it out, you can do so every Sunday from 5 until 8 o'clock. You can also download podcasts of the show. Uh, after every show, I uh, scurry to my desk and I edit out all those commercials. And it's just nothing but uh, radio fun <laughs> on that podcast. And uh, you can find that at whio.com, stitcher.com, radio.com, Apple Podcasts, a whole assortment of other platforms uh, just there for you. Uh, 457-1290, let's talk to Robert in Dayton. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. How you doing, Robert? All right, how you doing? Good. What's happening tonight? Uh, nothing. I'm against the mask order. Make your argument. Um, well, I feel like, um... If it's a law, that's fine. But if it's an order or a mandate that, you know, they can't force you to wear a mask. 
So if they made it a law, you'd be okay with it just because no, you want to follow no, the law? No, I, Is that no, what you're saying? Okay. No, I wouldn't be okay with it. Um, but you'd follow the law? Yes. Gotcha. And I feel like um, the numbers are messed up. They've, uh, I know people personally that they had to have a test done because they were getting a medical procedure. Mm-hmm. And they came out false positive, and it was leaked to the media that everybody that was tested that day were positive. Huh. Well, like I said, then, uh, <laughs> many this needs to be investigated, all these different uh, assertions, yeah, you know? Exactly. And then the whole mask thing, I mean, the cloth mask doesn't work. Um, your uh, N95 mask, uh, they only filter air coming in. They don't filter what's going out. Gotcha. So if somebody's positive for it and they're breathing, wearing one, breathing it's still getting it. Yeah. All right. Well, Robert, I appreciate your call. That line's open, 457-1290. Let's talk to, is it Kurt in Beaver yes, Creek? Yes. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hi, Todd. I have a question. I like wearing a mask, but my mom does not. And do we have to wear this in next year of 2021? Uh, do you have to wear it next year? I, I don't know. I hope not. I know, because we question if we do. Yeah, it would be bad. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your call. That line's open, 457-1290. Let's talk to Dave from De- – Dave, are you in Deploraville? That's right, I am. What is Deploraville? I, I, is that a city or a town? I looked it up, and it, nothing came up. Well, if you put one of your feet – in a cornfield and the other in a soybean field where I am, that's where you are. Oh, okay. So you're out in the uh, the boonies. Yeah, that's right. Gotcha. So what's going on, Dave? Well, I the only I I know wearing these masks really don't work. I've read enough about it. Mm-hmm. There's enough conflicting information. I do it. I do it to make the other people feel better because I realize it's not gonna benefit me in the one least bit, but it Theoretically, if you were coughing particles out, it might help somebody else. That's And I just do it to make other people more sure. comfortable. I don't really care one way or the other. Let me ask you this question, and I posed this earlier, because um, I originally, when we started uh, doing this show on WHIO in the evenings, uh, we did it pretty consistently for about a month and a half, almost two months. And I would hear these stories you know, from people talking about masks that they do work they don't work um when i would hear somebody say well masks don't work i kind of rolled my eyes a little bit because i thought well of course masks work on some level because if they didn't you know doctors wouldn't wear them and nurses wouldn't wear them blah 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 well then i started digging a little deeper and you're absolutely right dave there are studies that show that cloth masks do nothing They really don't help that much. So the question that I have, and you just kind of point, you just kind of put your finger on that, where you said, I do it to make other people feel comfortable. I wonder, and I'm not trying to, uh, you know, spin any conspiracies here. (laughs) That's not what I do. But I wonder on some level if because the economy is still, you know, lagging a bit, that the thought that if people are required to wear masks, that people will somehow feel more comfortable 
and go out because everybody's going to be masked up and that will somehow stimulate the economy again. Any thoughts on that? Well, it's possible, but I want to tell you about my economy if you have any time at all. Well, I've got other folks on that, that want to talk well, about the masks, but go ahead. Tell you about, I want to tell you about Mike DeWine's order because this hasn't gotten out very much at all. Okay. 70% of all people living in rental units are serviced by mom-and-pop landlords. Mike DeWine has ordered me not to evict anybody. Right. Will not compensate me. I try to get on the I try to get on the PUA website for self-employed to try mm-hmm. to get some functional unemployment money because he's stolen all my money. He won't let me evict him from the house, and the guy's not paying rent. And I I was forced to from a from sort of a comfortable retirement. I've been forced now to live on Meals on Wheels. It's that damn serious. I I hear you. I hear you. Now what what and, the, and so you go on the PUA website. You get locked out for some sort of a little password trap on there. I called Jenna Powell, who's my state representative, and it's it's a bad enough. Then I got routed someplace else. I talked to four people, and nobody will commit to doing anything about it. And I'm locked out. Of, I'm even locked out of applying for these benefits. Now, this is serious. I understand. There's, pe- there's people out here that's facing extreme financial stress. And you can probably tell it by my voice that I am. I, I, I can, and I, I, I hear what you're saying. Now, I don't know what to do about it. I, I sure wish I could get with a reporter. Oh, and another thing, too. My mom was on the front page of the Dayton Daily News when she had her 100th birthday in a nursing home. We didn't get her, we didn't get her out of there in time for the party. That's when his order went in mm-hmm. the very next day. It went on before the 15th of March. I haven't seen her before or since her birthday. Wow. And now she's golf coughing. She's coughing, and they're going to take, they're going to do an X-ray. That's all I know. Well, Dave, I hear you, and um, I'm but sorry people, for your situation. These people thinking they can take your property away with an order. I mean, these guys are talking about. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it if it's a law, not an order. This is an order. It has a force of law. Right. And I can't do anything except watch the dollars drain out of my pocket. I'm not eating right. I'm not sleeping right. This, this is this is bad. Well, I hate to be a downer on your show, but this has this information has to get out there. Well, Dave, uh, you're not the only one who's going through this. I know that's no consolation, but there are many other people who are at home listening right now or in their car. And they feel your pain because they're going through very similar types of situations. So, and, and the worst the worst thing is, I can't apply for any of these benefits myself because I got way too many assets. They'll just tell you, "Well, you sell your assets out, right, right, impoverish yourself, and then come and get your benefits." Then, yeah, that's the country we have. And then this this thing this thing with these people taking. 60 billion 60 million in bribes yeah. to screw the taxpayers out of a 1.5 billion. I sure wish I could invest $6,000 and get a million dollars back. That's about what you get. Right. You invest 6,000, you get back with corruption in the state, you get back one and a half million dollars. I figured out that's the math on it. Yeah. Now this state better get their stuff together. Dave, this state's not going to have yeah. any income tax revenue coming in. 
that's that's going to be the big story. I understand, Dave. Dave, I, I, I hear you, and I've got other folks that want to chat, but I, I really I feel for you, and I, I appreciate well, you, your why call. Why don't you call me back, and we can have a better conversation sometime. This has to get out there. I understand. If I understand. I, if, if WHIO wants to interview me, that's fine, but I'm not, never going to reveal my identity. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I appreciate your call, Dave. Uh, that line is open, 457-1290. We'll take more of your calls. We're going until 9 o'clock, 457-1290, on this special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. Call now, 937-457-1290. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back to the show. My name is Todd Hulse, taking your calls until 9 o'clock. We've got full lines, so I'm going to try to blow through these as quickly as possible. 457-1290. Let's talk to Elma in Lebanon. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hello. Hi. How are you, Elma? Well, I'm just fine. And I am against the masks. I hate them. And I haven't been, I mean, I've been against this whole thing from the beginning. And, and in fact, in a couple of months, I will be 92 years old. And, of course, according to the media, I should have already been dead <laughs> from the virus. But I am doing fine. And uh, I think this is a, um, I think it, this has been set on us as judgment from God. And you know, Todd, if all of us Christian people would turn back to God, I think that would cure the virus. Okay. I appreciate your call, Elma. Uh, Brian in Dayton, you're on 1290 at 95.7 WHIO. Hello, Brian. Brian once. Brian twice. Cheryl in Medway, you're on 1290 at 95.7 WHIO. Hello, Todd. Hey, Cheryl. Um, I just won't. I'll keep it real quick and short. I know you're pressed for time. Um, I just wanted to mention the guy, the gentleman that you spoke with earlier. Um, he had said something about the COVID deaths being reported different. Mm-hmm. And um, you hadn't heard that news. And it kind of felt like you kind of blew him off because you hadn't heard it. But there is um, easily researched. Uh, you can find that there was uh, news reports from different states where they were giving accounts so that that was the way it was being counted. And I just wanted to say that because he did have a point, a legitimate point. Sure, and, 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 I, and I'm sorry if it sounded like, it like I was – no, I, I wasn't trying to blow him off. I was just trying to make the point that when you host a show, <laughs> you hear a lot of things from people that oh, yeah. often are not uh, substantiated, you know. and pretty mainstream, and it would be easily to easy to research. Uh, but it, it definitely they were admitting, authorities were admitting that that is how the deaths were being recorded. And I believe it was California that there was a motorcycle accident. And they finally you know, said, well, yeah, he died in a motorcycle accident, hmm. not of COVID, but it was reported that way. So it does happen. I don't know how much it happens or how often it happens, but um, it does happen. All right. Well, I appreciate your call, Cheryl. That line's open, 457-1290. Lee in Dayton, you're on 1290 and 957-WHIO. Hello, Lee. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Lee. Uh, uh, 
I'm against the uh, mask, and uh, I will wear one, but I'm against it. And I think that uh, uh, governors open up a Pandora's box here for enforcement. Right. Who's going to enforce it? That's the question. <laughs> right. The mask police. Know, did, he, did he announce a fee? Did he announce a fine? How much was it going to be? Uh, no, I didn't hear anything about that. I know the city of Dayton has an $85 fine, but I, I don't know about uh, what a state fine might include. Well, I'd love to see the city of Dayton enforce them fines on people that are rioting. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. weren't wearing masks or even the people that were uh you know, put that thing that aren't wearing masks. I'd love to see that happen. That'd be interesting. Well, I appreciate your call, Lee. That line's open, 457-1290. Reggie and Kettering, you're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, hi, Tom. What's up? I, I don't have a – I'm not – I'm straddling the fence as far as the mask are concerned. Mm-hmm. But the question I have to ask is if the cloth masks are so, you know, adapting – keeping you safe from the virus, uh, I'm kind of wondering why the hospitals are still complaining that they have not enough equipment to keep them safe. I mean, if you know, you can find masks almost anywhere now, Kroger, Walmart. Right, right. You know, but yet the hospitals and, and the nurses and doctors and whatnot are saying that they have a shortage of masks to keep them safe. Yeah, we just had a report oh, a little while ago about know. that. Say that again? We just had a report in the news about that about, uh, I don't know, five or six minutes ago that uh, some, of, some of those agencies are talking about a, a shortage of PPE. Right. And yet we've been mandated to put masks on as far as PPE. So is the PPE that they require more adequate than what we're required to wear or well that's the question i was asking earlier reggie because the the research that i've done shows that cloth masks uh don't provide the kind of protection that you uh would expect them maybe to provide um and that the n95 masks are, are really the way to go and the question then is if it's really about trying to keep everybody as safe as possible um, is mandating uh, a mask uh, be worn by, I mean, let's be honest, the vast majority of people are not going to be wearing N95s. They're going to be wearing something that they uh, they bought online from, uh, well, yeah, you know, I, Etsy I or somebody like that's the, sewed in their house. I wear like the cycling or runner. Yeah. I wear those type of masks with the charcoal filters. Right. Just fit, you know, they, they cover my mouth and nose more adequately. Yeah. Whenever I'm not able to social distance. Yeah. Yeah. I got you, you. Know, Reggie. Well, I got to run. Just, I got to run, man. Okay. I got other calls. Thanks for uh, calling tonight. Uh, Scott in Centerville, you're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Todd. Thanks for what you do. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So the big question to me is uh, I think the mask is ridiculous. Dan Last talked about it the other night. Uh, they're going to start finding people, but they're only 3% efficacy or however you say that word. They're only 3% effective. The right. main thing I wanted to get out there on the radio waves, I'd like to do on Rush, but I can't, you know, hold on long for him. I'm working. But is what's up? Where's the denominator? Like since the beginning, when we were testing, they said don't get tested. We don't have too many kids. Well, of course the numbers are going to go up. We got more test kids, and they're telling everybody, all the uh, millennials under 40s, to go in and get tested because you're all asymptomatic. You might give it to grandma. You know what I mean? Where's the denominator? Until you see 
how many are tested and how many are uh, actually testing positive, how do yeah. we know it's going up other than they're telling us it's going up? You're going to have more. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, there's there's a lot of minutia and a lot of confusion. And it's, uh, I mean, if it's, you're going to say it's going up, then we need the rates. How many did you test, and how many of those were tested yeah. positive? You right. know what I mean? No, I got and you, then Scott. Then really quick, back in March 24th, World Health Organization told doctors, okay, we're going to have a second code now, death certificate. It, up to that point, it was just the ones tested positive were U07. Then they said if they, have, if they die of uh, symptom, uh, if they have COVID-19 symptom light, or uh, light symptoms, I'm nervous on the radio. That's okay. But, uh. But you know what I'm saying? We're no, I got you. separated on that yeah. from uh, the death. There's How many 7.1, the ones that test positive, 7.2, the ones that died of uh, COVID-19. Right, right, right. Scott, I, I got to run, Scott. Died. I got to run, man. I got to run. They died of COVID. Okay, I got to go. <laughs> Sorry. I appreciate everybody calling tonight. Uh, I don't know if we'll be back doing this tomorrow night. We'll see. This has been a special edition of Miami Valley's Evening News. I'm Todd Holst here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.